And welcome back to another episode of Old Nerd, Young Nerd. I'm Derek. I'm Todd. And we're rolling out with uh, some zombies today. Again, episode 14, Todd continues uh, the ongoing expansion of his camp's defenses. Uh, the fence is now finished. The gate is installed. The newcomers are uh, verified un uncontaminated and are going to be worked into the fold. Which now gives you, uh, again, 32 adults, not including yourself, to play with. You have one teenage boy, and there's like three small children as well, I do believe. Um, last When last we ended, uh, everyone went to bed for the night. The sun came out. Everything's good. So now you were going to start working on clearing the trees. Yeah, I really want to um, clear-cut the back of the camp. Uh, just to see um, <clears throat> anything that's coming our way. Uh, and I'm really just going to use this, the um, hand saws and axes to clear cut that way. And obviously bring those uh, trees into the camp so we can clear cut that. And also start making and solidifying the fences. Okay. And how many, so I'll say you probably have about four axes, maybe mm -hmm. five, eh, five axes. It's a camp. They're going to have, they're gonna have some axes. Um, th th that's going to be your primary tool at this point, because uh, I don't think they're going to have big enough saws to use on the trees. Mm -hmm. That's going to be more for sawing off branches after the fact. Okay. So... How do you want to divide the labor? Obviously, you can have five trees cut down simultaneously. Yeah, I want to have uh, one person for... You know what I'm thinking about this? Two people for every axe mm -hmm. so they can uh, rotate out so they're not going to be exhausted. Right. And then the rest, I kind of want to spread out into the forest um, just to patrol. Uh, go out 10 minutes, come back in 10 minutes. Regardless of what that might be. Okay. Uh, just to see, because I'm still kind of concerned about all the zombies that are coming out of the cities. Uh, particularly in, in our case, uh, Philly, as well as, in all honesty, I guess, um, the other um, main thoroughfares in terms of Pennsylvania. So, um I kind of want them to go out, come back, go out and come back, uh, whatever the case may be. Okay. All right. Um, once we, I don't know how long this is going to uh, take to clear cut that area uh, around the back of the camp. But as we do this, I'm also going to move out the uh, hunting stands to um, obviously a quarter of a mile out and a half mile out once that comes to be, but I think it's going to be a while before that happens. Okay. So you don't, it's not like you have any experience lumberjacks and these are going to be some pretty old thick trees. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say it's going to take maybe about, um, 45 minutes to an hour to chop the tree down. Cause it's not like anyone's that experienced with swinging an ax and being accurate with it. Right. How close, I'm assuming you have like these cutting teams pretty spaced out. Mm -hmm. How tall are the trees in that area typically, like 20 feet? Yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not like, it's not like California where we have uh, the huge 
Um, 50 foot oaks and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. So we're looking at like maybe 15, 20 foot high. Okay. Um, but I'm basically spreading them out as much as possible. And you're cutting them, hopefully, so that they don't fall towards the fence. Yeah. Well, at least yeah. you're not. They are. Yeah. I mean, like, we're, we're trying to cut it out, and obviously we're moving towards... We're moving outwards as we're cutting these um, trees out. I'll say that um, everyone's looked up a quick YouTube instructional video on how to properly cut down a tree. Okay. Because it's that's still a thing. Okay. For now. For now, yeah. Well, the internet is still active. For how much longer, we know not. Yes. All right, so an hour goes by, and uh, you hear loud cracks as trees start uh, falling. Mm-hmm. Um, w once they're all down, what's, is the goal to immediately start like sawing off the limbs and, uh, getting them through the, dragging them through the gates or you got to cut them up into smaller pieces to get them through the gates? Cause Good question. Pretty heavy. Good question. Um, my, uh, main goal is to cut the trees down. Mm -hmm. That's my main goal. The, um, ancillary goal is to use those, uh, trees to, uh, supplement the fencing. So, uh, whatever it takes, I'm going to have, once they've cut them down, I'm going to have the remaining people pull them into the camp so they can cut off the, the extraneous limbs and everything else. All right, so if you're going to have them pulled into the camp, you're going to need a bunch of rope. Yeah. Uh, I'll say you probably have enough to get one pulled in at a time. Right. It's going to be, like, long hard manual labor to get them pulled through the gates and wherever you need them to go. Which is fine because as the trees are cut down, I want them to immediately move on to the next tree. I, I'm more concerned about getting clear cutting. Yeah. As opposed to dragging them in. Correct. Yeah. So I don't really care how long it takes to bring them in. Even if I have one team just dragging them in. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously I do want those um, trees in, but I really more want that area around the back of the camp to be totally clear cut. So I'm going to say for, like for every hour where five trees fall, it's going to take them probably an hour to get one fallen tree in. Okay. I mean, like I'm okay with the, the, them sitting there because they're, well, yeah, it's the not food. It's What's not food. Yeah. Right. It, like, so it doesn't save me anything or anything else. So I'm okay with just one team coming in at a time. Because then I can have the kids start working on sawing off or cutting off the little branches and everything else. So right, I'm not really so concerned about those trees. Assuming they started at 8, by the time noon rolls around, uh, 20 trees have been cut down. And about 4 have been dragged inside to start prepping for whatever you need them for. Okay. Um, are they, are, at this point, are you having them stop for lunch? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not really pushing them um, because I really don't feel uh, an emergency has has happened yet. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I really want to space out their work and everything else so they're not overworked and everything else as well as, you know, starving for food or anything else. So until I need to uh, tighten the belt in terms of food and everything else and work, it's just going to be a couple of hours for every person, and then they come in, and then they eat and everything else, and they go back out to what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. 
Now, for your security details, did they were they they were doing dog patrols? I forget. They're doing dog patrols. I think we have five dogs all together. All together, right? Um, and I kind of really want three dogs out at any one point, but I also only want them on four to six hour patrols. So we constantly have dogs um, patrolling, and the dogs are not supposed to. The dog patrols are not supposed to engage. They're really just to uh, alert of anyone or anything coming towards the camp. And then they immediately come back. Okay. Alright, so everyone's eating lunch and uh, resting up to get some more afternoon work done. Um, are you going to have the people who were cutting like trade off with the people who were pulling? Or since they, like, they've kind of become good at cutting, you want to just have them keep chopping down the trees? No, I mean, as long as they're okay with still working, I'm going to keep them, let let them working. But, again, I'm not going to really push them um, in terms of getting everything clear-cut. As okay. long as we're, we're making progress, I'm not going to push it yeah. because we don't need to yet. Yeah, everyone's pretty tired, so they're, they're going to go back out, but it's, um, it's probably going to be slower work than before, even though they ate just because uh, their, their arms are now exhausted. Right. So they'll probably get another one or two trees down each and then probably call it a day. All right. So, you know, the it's taking longer now, so it's it's about 4 p.m., but 10 more trees have fallen. Um, so six. So you have about 30 trees that have been cleared um, so far. So that's probably, what, like a tenth of a mile? Worth of trees in a forest like that? Yeah, I mean, and I'm like literally clear-cutting everything. Um, I don't care if they're like uh, an inch wide in terms of the trees. I literally want everything clear-cut. Correct. Okay. Um, I want everything uh, completely cleared. So just we have ideally long-term at least a mile to look back and see. Um Except for those trees that have, obviously, the um, hunter's blinds and everything else. Um, but we're going to just go from that that point. Are you going to do like sort of like a straight line to the to, the, to that first hunter's blind and then spread out? No, no, no. I, I, really, want, I really want everything clear-cut around the back end of my camp. Okay, so you're focusing on... Totally on getting everything like one square inch at a time. Basically. Correct. Like I really want to. If I had a, if I had a lawnmower to cut everything down, I would literally start from my walls and then like start working back and forth. The camp does have a lawnmower. Well, it's not going to cut down trees not and, trees, and bushes and everything else. The, you can keep the grass low. If you want. But um, no, no, I don't want anything gas powder or anything else or bullets or anything else until. We have cleared out the um, everything else okay. in terms of that. So that's kind of like um, gasoline and bullets are the last resort. All right. So your last tree falls. Um, the axe crews are dead tired. They're coming back in. Your your pulling teams are getting one last tree in. So they've gotten they've gotten about eight trees in. So the, um, there's there's lots of work to do on the on the trees you've pulled into the camp. Okay. Uh, 
may, um, I don't know if you want them to focus on like helping prep those trees for use for other things tomorrow instead of pulling more trees in, but that's something you can figure out. Um, your hunt, your um, security details are all coming back in, and they're 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 all reporting that it's quiet. And considering you know there are zombies in the woods, I don't know if you find this this quietness disconcerting or not. Alright, I'm not too concerned about um, the trees that are coming back into the compound. Uh, however long it takes, it takes. I'm like, I'm not putting any other extra people on there. Uh, those people that were cutting down the trees, I kind of, because it's towards the end of the day, I want them to come in and rest. Um, I'm kind of wondering, personally, how long it's going to take those zombies that were in the Philadelphia area to come and attack, or if they're going to attack, because it's a good hour to two hours, uh, at least walking from Philly to um, the mountains of PA. So, I, like, honestly, I'm not thinking that we're going to get attacked for, like, another week. Well, how many miles is it? Because you figure it's, like, the average person maybe walks three miles in an hour. I, I would probably, without mapping it out, I would guess at least 100 to 150 miles. All right, yeah, from so Philly, got, from Philly to, yeah, I could be wrong, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just guessing. Quite a long time. But I think that the zombies that that attacked were those zombies that were in the area already. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, the newcomers didn't report any signs of report. Right. Uh, so they haven't. If they've left the city, they haven't really gotten as far as you yet. Uh, now, whether that keeps going or not, who knows? You don't know when. It's it's kind of a matter of if, not when. Or when, not if. I'm sorry. Right. Um, ideally, once everything's cleared out, I want at least, you know, at least three feet from our main fence. I want um, sharpened uh, trees, small uh, trees, be pointing out just to hopefully kill random zombies as they come in. But that's that's my... Literally, I, I really want the kids to do that. Sharpening those trees. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Like kind of punji sticks uh, where we're not actually digging trenches. But um, I, I really just want... Um, like basically spears pointing out about three feet out from our main fence just to kill anything that's already undead that just kind of walks into it. But I'm going to let the kids do that because I just really just want them to uh, cut off the, the, the smaller branches and to start sharpening them. Okay. So that's, that's where I'm going right now. Okay, so that's going to be... Um I'll say the supervised children will start sharpening sticks because you don't want unsupervised children doing that. Yeah. God yeah. forbid. God yeah. forbid. We don't need any more zombies in the middle of the camp. Right. Because uh, in case they actually kill one another. Little kid A stabs little kid B. Yeah. Then you have to put a knife through little kid B's head. Yeah. While the parents freak out. 
Yeah. But yeah. you got to do what you got to do to the zombie apocalypse. Yep. Yep. All right. So it's it's another night. The sun's down. Uh, are things same as per usual with your patrols? Yeah, I mean, we haven't reached out to our hunting blinds uh, in the trees, and hopefully they haven't been signaling us that we're getting attacked. So I'm just going to leave it as is and hopefully have those people that are resting to continue to rest. Okay. Um, so the, the night's going on, and it's about 1 a.m., and there's a knock on your door. Oh. Um, I'm assuming you answer it. Yeah. Uh, as you answer the door, there's a scout that says one of the, uh, the that the bell is ringing. Okay, I'm going to ask him if it's the um, east, north, or south uh, bells. I think I think the north one got the actual bell and everything else got rocks and like a Coke bottle. Okay. So it's the bell. It's the north one. To the north one. Yeah. Okay. Or south or whatever. No, north. I think south is the main gate, right? No, no. We're looking at um, the main gate is east. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. West is the main gate. Then we have uh, west, north, and south. I'm doing that right. No, no. This would be, yeah, yeah, you're right. West. Okay. So the west is the main gate. Everything else has the um, just. All right. Then I'm thinking east is what I was thinking of. Where, where the other uh, gate is. All right. So you're looking at. So you're telling me uh, that area where basically the woods are. Yeah, where you started clear cutting. Okay. The hunting stand from there. Is where the bells are. Okay. All right, so I'm going to take uh, one of the dogs, whichever one was not exhausted. Um, I'm also going to get a couple of the other people. I'm going to start knocking on the other camps and uh, the uh, cabins to see who's coming with me to head towards the east gate and see what we're, we're going to see. So I don't know who's coming with me yet, whoever wakes up. I'm basically telling them, hey, we've got an incursion coming in on the east gate. I need you there on the east gate. I'm going to run there with the dog, and I will see what happens. All right, so you got um, you got seven people coming with you. Okay. So there's seven of you, one dog. Um, guns, no guns, right? Because you don't want guns at this point. I always have, um, when I'm running out, I always have a handgun on my hip, but normally I'm just bringing a spear and a knife. Okay. Um, I'm wondering if the dog's going to, um, basically evoke and bark or anything else and wondering what he's, he or she's going to be doing. I'll, I'll just say it's the girl dog. Okay. Um, and see if she's barking or anything else, uh, once I get to that east gate. All right, so you, you have a party armed with spears and bows, and you have your handgun on you. Um, you're holding the dog, you get up to the fence, so far she's not barking. Okay. You get outside to where the, the area was, uh, clear cut, mm -hmm. and she's still not barking. Okay. What do you, what do you want to do? You want to head towards the tree stand? I want to head towards... The tree stand, but I want to let those people know that are with me 
spread out about two to three feet apart and like spread out in a fan towards that uh, tree stand. So we're all within eyesight of one another. So how do you want to how do you want to arrange your spearmen versus your archers? <sighs> the archers on either end. Uh, the spears uh, closer to me, mm -hmm. and then we just start working out. But we're only within two to three feet of one another. Okay. So it's obviously um, close to whatever we're going to be looking at once we get to the. I'm gonna I'm gonna say we like picked up uh, like two torches. Uh, I don't want to use, again, like, I really want to stop. I, I don't want to use batteries for anything in terms of flashlights or radios or anything else. That's my absolute last resort. So I'm just going to take two um, uh, torches on either end, and we're going to start spreading out towards the um, hunting blind okay, on the so east you, side so of the are, camp. Uh, your column's moving with very dim light. But it's enough to not trip. Um, you're walking slowly through the woods, heading towards the hunting blind. Now, as you get closer to the hunting blind, because it's only a quarter mile out, are you going to start, like, like uh, shouting towards the guy in the tree? Your scout up there, or trying to signal him in some way? We haven't actually made a signal up for uh, coming out to investigate, but I'm going to have the sentry, whoever uh, notified us that we got a signal from the hunting blind, to signal back with like two pulls on the uh, bells. Just so he has some idea that we're aware that they so notified us. So Correct. Okay. Because obviously, I really don't want to give away our position. Also, don't want to have that guy shooting us. Right. So, I want him to have some idea that we're coming back. And that's going to be something I want to take care of in the future where I let everyone know two pulls means we're coming to investigate. Okay. But obviously, I, I did not set that up, in t up until now. Um, but I will set it up in the future. So, we're just going to pull and hope he gets an idea of what we're doing okay so you guys uh you keep moving towards the tree and the closer you get the um the the darker it gets because they're you know they're the the trees are close together there's no moonlight or anything coming in mm -hmm. you still have your 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 uh your torch light to see by and as you get as you get closer to the tree you start hearing this sound um, it's like a low moaning sound coming from, from the right of your column. All the way to the right end of the column or like from like, like, front, like it's towards the right of your column, but right. like, um, still forward ahead of you. Right. So it would be probably in and around where the hunting blind is. Alright, so I'm going to have, I'm going to try and signal for them to close up ranks. Uh, for those people that have the, the, the guy on the end that has the torch, as well as the person in the middle. And then we're going to like kind of like uh, close in uh, on the sound and see what we find. Uh, what, like spearmen up front? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean the bowman is all all the way on the right. Um, so he's working towards the middle. Yeah. Well, that's what we're doing. Like we're we're having the person on the right end. We're signaling him to uh, close up ranks. Okay. To go towards more of the center. Now, do you have a spear on you, or are you, you have your gun out? You no, no, no. I have my spear on me. I have um, my knife in my sheath, but I'm I'm going out uh, as always with my spear before okay. I, I before I even try anything else. All right. So you have six spearmen, kind of in like a U shape, I'll say, with the two torch bearers in the middle. Right. Okay. And you approach the low moaning sound. And when you get when you get to it, you start see you see like a foot with a boot, mm -hmm. like kind of twitching on the ground. Okay. You can see that in the faint torchlight. All right. I'm gonna slowly approach that area. What am I seeing as my torch might come up? All right. So as you get closer to it, you see what looks to be um, obviously it's a human. You can't really tell if it it's a living human or a zombie. Right. There's an arrow sticking out. Uh, but like between its shoulder and its neck, mm -hmm. and it's kind of on the ground twitching, and there's a soft moan coming from its lips. All right, do I notice that it's one of our arrows from our archers? Um, assume, yeah. Can I tell? Um, yes, you've seen the you've seen this arrow before. You're assuming you're assuming that who uh, whatever this was that the guy in your hunting blind shot it. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna put, I'm gonna motion my people up uh, to to make sure they're within, I'd say within ten feet of whoever this is to see if it's a human or if it's not a human or whatever. All right, so the closer you creep, the more of an outline you can see of the body, and it's like the clothes it's wearing are dirty, they're blood stained, and as your torchlight approaches its face, you can see it's sort of disfigured. Um, at this point, I think you're, you could assume that it's a zombie, but there's really no way to be 100% sure at this point. Alright, I'm going to um, assume it's a zombie and use my spear to end its existence, uh, just because I don't want to take any chances. Okay, so you shove the, the point of your spear right uh, through the zombie's head or whatever it was head either because effectively if, if it was a human it had a mortal wound anyway right so you've effectively ended the existence of this creature and as you do so you hear the sound of running coming towards you mm -hmm. and it sounds like several different footsteps Ooh. Alright, so I'm going to motion those people that are with me, uh, with the bows and the arrows as well as the spears, uh, to lay uh, prone and look towards the sound to see what's coming towards us. Well, with the dim torchlight, you won't be able to see. Alright, well, I'm still going to have them lay on the ground just because I don't know what's coming towards us, whether it's, uh, I'm assuming it's humans but uh i don't know for sure so i'm gonna have them get ready in case on prone on the ground so your torch bearers are gonna lay their torches down and knock their knock an arrow in their bows and front and they're just gonna kneel 
so they can shoot. Okay. You can't, you can't shoot a bow from laying prone. Right. All right. So we'll have each of those on either side, mm -hmm. and then I'll have my spearman laying prone to see what's coming. Okay. Uh, so I'll make a decision once I see or once I know what's coming before I actually do anything. Okay. We're going to wrap it up here. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Uh, there's no point in going on. We don't have enough time. Yeah. So, uh, remember to follow us on social media and all major podcasting sites under Older or Younger. I'm Derek. I'm Todd. And you might be in danger, buddy. I might be. And remember, <laughs> normal is a new boring. boring. And uh, we're definitely not being boring now. No. All right.